There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast is being brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com. Yes, they were there. And they have now uncovered more bodies of the Osprey crash during the Australia training and I just, I, I am always saddened by the fact that people don't think it's as tragic or as important if someone perishes during a practice or an uh, a exercise. So the three troops that have been identified since the last time I reported on this include uh, two men and one female. And there's, you know, it's just mind-boggling to me how we just had an NDAA pass in the house. And all I heard was, it's going to be so much different if we can only get rid of Kevin McCarthy. You know, Kevin McCarthy was too eager to please, and he would pass things and rush bills through, and he didn't stand up to the people. And I actually, you know... to say I'm not a fan of Kevin McCarthy is like the biggest understatement in the world. I, I loathed McCarthy for a long time, like years and years, over a decade. So I was hopeful that the new speaker, Mike Johnson, or whatever his name is, I've already forgotten, would be better and would stand up. And then we get this NDAA yesterday, and he couldn't even... He couldn't even corral enough Republicans. He, he had like 100 Republicans who voted for this in spite of the fact that it's the biggest hunk of politically correct woke junk I've ever seen. And, and we're talking about our National Defense Authorization Act. It's full of DEI crap and transgendered surgery nonsense. Like, when are we ever going to stand up to this nonsense. We're not. That's the problem. And it's not going to happen even uh, if you change the speaker again. So uh, what can I tell you? You know, my biggest issue today is how to convince people that there's any reason to, to continue fighting the good fight when they've got representatives and Congress who don't want to fight for them. We got to do all the fighting. And I I get it. You know, uh, they just love the power, but they don't know what to do with it when they get the power. And how many times are we going to think that if we, you know, just move the, the deck chairs around on the Titanic, it's not going to sink. It's going to sink. And I'm telling you right now, Johnson... He's going to be the next speaker to lose his jobs. 
to lose his job. I guess he'll stay in Congress unless he's like uh, Kevin McCarthy and just, I don't want to be here if I can't be the speaker. Uh, but I'm very disappointed. I'm, I'm super disappointed. There's so much crap in this defense authorization bill that I can't even respond. You have all this, not just this woke nonsense, but you have things in there that we were literally promised would never pass if the Republicans had the lead, were, were the party in power. And of course, there were more Democrats that voted for it than Republicans. We've like turned around. Now defense issues are in the bailiwick of the Democrat party. First, he averted the shutdown last month by pushing through a short-term spending agreement that looked exactly like the one McCarthy did in September. And then we get this National Defense Authorization Act, his second chance to do well, and uh, fails. He's got $66 billion in U Ukraine aid that still needs to be managed. Uh, the border policy, all of these things are going to have to come up in the next spending bill now because they weren't handled in this one. And that's going to be another one where we're being you know, our backs against the wall, there'll be a government shutdown if they don't come up with something before January 19th. That's the fiscal deadline. And that's just 10 days after they get back from their holiday. That's right. They get to go home today, you know, and, and stay home until January 9th. How's your deal at work? I'm going to be taking some time off unpaid. But I assure you, if I told my program director or my operations manager that I was going to be going for the next four weeks, which is what the Congress is going to be doing, they'd say, well, then, you know, you, you better start looking for another job. So the only way that this Speaker Johnson could avoid a shutdown in January, he doesn't have a lot of options. The only way he can do this is to completely alienate voters like me and completely ignore the hand, the hundred, or not even, I think it's like 70-something, Republicans that actually do what I ask them to do. And he's not going to be able to do that. I don't, you know, I, I'm not that impressed. I'm not even mildly impressed, but that would be a monumental task. It's going to be very difficult. At the same time, you know, he's got to do something about the border. He's got to do something about whether or not we're going to fund Kiev forever without any changes to U.S. immigration laws. If you can't stop the migrants that are streaming across the U.S.-Mexico border, then you cannot send any more money to Ukraine. That's what we the Republican voters or the conservative voters like myself, that's what we want. Anybody believe that's what we're going to get? Exactly. We don't believe them anymore because they're liars. I think I heard Dan Bongino said that they hate you. I don't know if they hate me, but they certainly don't represent me. 
And I guess he's right. They do. They, they hate what we stand for. They hate freedom. They hate allowing American citizens all the same privileges and rights that they have with their little congressional lapel pin on. You're going to need at least a majority, and it's a slim one at that, to pass any kind of spending bill. So whatever he does, he's going to walk headlong or, or step headlong or hep, step footlong into a minefield. And if he does, guess what? They'll remove him. You, if you can remove a speaker once, you can do it a second time. And the Freedom Caucus has made it perfectly clear that they would not hesitate. What, when are we going to learn that it doesn't matter whether you give the levers of control to the Republican Party, they will not change anything. They won't change Washington because they all cling desperately to the power that they have. And they proved it when they got rid of the speaker, which was fine with me, and replaced him with another speaker who can't get the job done either. So what's next? I'll tell you what's next. The Democrats get back the majority. That's what's next. Now, Jim Jordan, who I said to somebody, I guess I was speaking at uh, Kings Point or somewhere this week, I guess had a couple of speaking engagements, so I don't remember which one it was at. But they asked me who I thought Donald Trump should have as his running mate. Because that day, all the big buzz was about Nikki Haley and Tim Scott, you know, the usual assortment of people who failed to get the nomination, basically. And I said, I like Jim Jordan. You know, so far, Jim Jordan, sometimes he drags his feet a little bit, but he never sways. And that's what we need. He just subpoenaed BlackRock and the State Street Corporation for documents that are related to his committee, the House Judiciary Committee, seeing whether their efforts to combat climate change violate U.S. antitrust law. Nobody else that I know of has even bothered to examine that. So I like Jim Jordan. I think he's a, you know, true conservative. But no individual can do anything. I think the best point that Bongino makes over and over again is stop becoming enamored of any individual representative or senator or governor or anything else. Because the minute you elevate them and turn them into superstars, they turn into pure, unadulterated dog poop. I've seen it every time. They're not celebrities. They're not heroes. They're supposed to be doing a job that we hire them to do, representing us and our values and our desires and our needs. And if they can't do that, and apparently most of them don't want to do it, not only can't, but don't want to, then we should get rid of them. If we have to have a new, you know, a new congressman every two years, apparently the founding fathers thought that was a good idea. That's why you vote for them every two years, but not us. We got to have congressmen that have been sitting there for 30 years. Still haven't even, you know, accomplished anything. I'm telling you, when I'm beginning to think that, you know, one of the uh, 
premier senators on Capitol Hill is John Fetterman, Country's in Trouble. Don't forget to download the 850 app. That way you can participate in all these contests. We have some cool contests now, too, giving away gift certificates to uh, fine restaurants. We also have a four-pack to go to the South Florida Fair. So you can't win if you don't participate. And you can participate right on the 850 um, app, which you can download on your phone or on your computer. And you can also participate by going to the website, 850wftl.com. Listen to podcasts, get updates, all that good stuff. And if you don't do it, then don't blame me because you never win. You have decided to remain a capital L loser. Let me take a quick break. I'll be right back. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, you must know that because you're listening and it is uh, 3.23 on a Friday afternoon and we will be checking in with my son Derek a little later on in the program, get a little news from Hollywood. And I'm heading out to Hollywood next week, as a matter of fact, so it'll be interesting to be in Hollywood and to be with him, my son, the Hollywood... uh, celebrity. So Bill de Blasio has a girlfriend. Now he and his wife split up. I think she was his wife. I don't know. But the the woman that's always been by Bill de Blasio's side, who at, at times I wonder if they were even together the last 10 years, or if she was just like a prop for him so that he could get the minority vote. Uh, but then I realized so they've been together. They were together a while. But then she came out and said she was gay, and I'm like, "What? You know, these people are so weird. The left is so weird to me." Anyway, he's got a girlfriend. She doesn't look gay, and she's not black, but she is married. And so when the New York Post called up her, what they thought was her ex-husband, to see what he thought about his ex-wife dating the former mayor of New York, the guy said, what do you mean ex-wife? That is my wife. He, he apparently didn't know that she's running around with Bill de Blasio getting their pictures taken all over the city and telling everybody that she's in the middle of a divorce. But Owen Stark, her husband, uh, was caught completely off guard when the paper called him. He said, we're married, we have two children, we've been married for 12 years, and I know nothing about my wife dating Bill de Blasio or spending a night out in the city's NoHo neighborhood or holding hands with Bill. All this was said during an awkward phone call from uh, Michigan on Thursday afternoon. (laughs) Unbelievable. You know, these people don't think that any of the rules apply to them. They do things that uh, amaze me. How do you think you're going to get away 
with dating a high-profile politician, even if he's like the crummiest one on earth, how, how do you think that you can lie about your marital status? I just find that beyond stunning. I was looking, the reason I ended up in the New York Post, interestingly enough, I had no intention of reading today's New York Post. I had too many other things I wanted to talk about. But they had an article that looked like this article was something I needed to read about how new moms and experts are telling you what the best baby shower gifts are. And I got a baby shower, you know, coming up. And so I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm going to read that article. And then you go, you fall into the rabbit hole, right? And there's all these stories, Bill de Blasio and the married woman and, and the, a young boy in a homeless shelter uh, found with the shoelace around. I mean, just horrible stories. It's like a w watching the, if it bleeds, it leads nightly news. Sometimes that's all you get from the New York Post. But so much, I, I, I never even got to the gift guides for the mother to be in your life. I guess, you know, I'll have to go back to the old familiar ones like the diaper cake and the games and the whatever, that stuff. I was trying to be like a little more creative since I'm really not that good. I'm not much of a party planner or even a party goer, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, Kanye West has been unhinged. That much we know. I'll talk to Derek about that today. How they just, you know, He's unhinged. There's no other way to put it. He's off his meds. Now he's ranting that, you know, it's Jesus Christ, Hitler, and yay. Sponsor that is what he said. He, he's all ticked off because Nicki, uh, yeah, Nicki Minaj said she doesn't want to be in his new video, doesn't want to be on his new record. I, I, nobody wants to be near him when he's like this, except maybe this new wife. But even the Kardashians, who were uh, quite comfortable with a camera on them, had to get away from him. He's gone completely off the deep end. And so he yells, hey, Nicki Minaj wouldn't even exist if it weren't for me. It's not my memory of that at all. I gave her a breakout moment. Okay. I think maybe he takes himself way too seriously. So poor Yay. His medication's not working or he took himself off it. And we have to watch this. We have to watch him dissolve. Anyway, I tried to find the Louis Farrakhan Calypso song. And I couldn't find it. I will work on that over the next, over the weekend to see if I can find it. And and I know that I had it on one of, I had it on a cart that I used to be able to access on my laptop. And all of a sudden, because I haven't done it in so long, I couldn't even find it, which is crazy. I mean, it, with all the modern technology that I have at my behest, I struggle for some of the simplest things that should be pretty uh, pretty routine, but I'll get to it if it takes me all night. Louis Farrakhan, of course, is suing the Simon Wiesenthal Center because they dared to call him an anti-Semite. And as he has pointed out over and over again, he is not an anti-Semite, he's an anti-termite. 
Jews are termites, or occasionally he refers to them as monkeys. So he might be an anti-monkey as well as an anti-termite, but he's not. Don't confuse that with an anti-Semite. You can't make this stuff up. You really can't. So let me take a break. Um, we'll, we'll try to stay somewhat on, on task here and get out of this show on time today. Yesterday was, I was, I had a lot of trouble with that, departing from the show yesterday. It didn't quite work out the way I had planned it. So let me try to get on time here today. Stay right where you are. I'll be right back. And the division just keeps rolling on in the United or the disunited or the ununited states of America where we now have a kid at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, which of course is a school that has suffered terribly. We had the Parkland shooter um, just take all those lives there. And now they've made an arrest because a student was attacked by some classmates in a parking lot and he is hospitalized, and they're reluctant. This is what's so fascinating to me. The Carl Springs Police issued a statement like this. On December 14th, the Carl Springs Police Department obtained five pickup orders, which are arrest affidavits, for individuals linked to the physical altercation that transpired in the junior student parking lot of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School within North Community Park on December 12th. Our detectives have worked tirelessly around the clock along with law enforcement partners to include the Broward Sheriff's Office and the Broward County State Attorney's Office to swiftly identify and apprehend the individuals involved. Each of the following individuals was charged with one count of felony battery reflecting the serious nature of their actions. They're 15, 16, and 17-year-olds. I'm not going to read their names because it's irrelevant. But these five pretty, you know, normal-looking kids, eh, they got some crazy hairdos, but so does everybody else. And so they're talking about, well, the safety of our community and schools remains our top priority. We have 50 officers, blah, blah, blah. You know, all of this tap dancing. And then, you know, no mention of the fact that the five students who just got arrested are all black and the student that they almost killed was white. Now, let me ask you, if this were the other way around, if like, you know, five neo-Nazis had beat up some white kid, do you think that would be missing from the reportage? Because you know the answer is no. And I don't know if this was racial or if it was sports related. I don't know if it was money related. We have no idea. But one would think... And it might be relevant to the story. Instead, I got to hear constantly about all the, uh, you know, white supremacists that are running around all over the place, where, which, by the way, the number of white supremacists that you're going to encounter during your normal activities here in South Florida, pretty minimal. You know, there are. There are people like that. There are. Racists come in all different colors, and you can find them. If you look under a rock, you'll find one. 
but it's just the the way things get represented. Like l listening to the news story this morning about how there's a lawsuit again. The Supreme Court gave a decision just earlier this year that you cannot discriminate against any group in college admissions. And they prevailed. The Students for Fair Admissions prevailed over Harvard, where they said, hey, you know, I'm Asian, and Harvard basically said, we're not taking any more Asian kids. There's too many Asian kids. Well, the reason there are that many Asian kids at Harvard is because their parents, you know, take them to cumin and make them study around the clock. So they do real well in school, and they do real well on SATs because their parents get them prepped for the SATs. So they should be punished for doing well. Well, they took it to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't use race as a qualifier or a disqualifier. An admissions pr process at a university that accepts any money from the government or from the taxpayers has to be completely race neutral. And they prevailed. Well, now they're going after West Point. I don't know how this case is going to turn out because... The military is a whole nother ball of wax. And in the old days, what, pre, what determined how West Point or you know any academy that catered to building officers for the United States military, they were interested in how do you produce the best warrior? How do you have a warrior class that minimizes casualties on our side and maximizes casualties on the enemy's side. And really, what does that have to do, I'd like to know, with the race or even the gender of any particular member of the military? Now, I could make a case that having females in combat and females on the front line is actually quite dangerous, not just for the females, but for the males as well. Because last time I checked, men still feel protective of women. And I can remember when we had female soldiers who were being held hostage during the Gulf War, that the public was outraged and that the military was talking about how male soldiers were out there hunting for the female who had been captured because they were terrified that she would be raped. I mean, that's just the bottom line, and that's the truth, and I kind of like that about men. I particularly like it about American men. Chivalry is not really dead, and in the military, it still operates. But if you're a woman and you choose to go into combat, well, then I guess you should be prepared to not have soldiers go to any extraordinary measures to find you any more than they would do to find uh, Bo Bergdahl, who, by the way, thanks to his traitorous behavior, members of the military suffered and perhaps even died searching for someone who walked off his post. So I can make a better case for what we should do is stop worrying about white supremacists and neo-Nazis in the military and stop allowing uh, liberal 
coconuts like Bo Bergdahl into the military because they endanger everybody. But hey, you know, when I would say something like that on the air, I'd probably get condemned. So I say it anyway, <laughs> like I care. Um, I'm going to break on time here. And uh, when we come back, we're going to finish up this week with a little celebrity journalism from my son, Derek, in at TMZ. We'll talk uh, Kanye West and we'll talk uh, some of the other stories that are particularly, you know, uh, I think very interesting and have a lot to do with how we even turn politicians into celebrities and it's not a good idea. So, and after me, you'll hear Eric Erickson followed by Joe Paggs and Lars Larson and then we are full out for the weekend. I'll be back though on Monday. One segment left, stay right where you are. They say that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But in the case of Derek Kaufman, the apple rolled all the way to L.A. The one thing Derek and his mother share in common, however, is the love for breaking news. TMZ is breaking news faster than the New York Times. So sit back and enjoy the news from Hollywood as only the Kaufman family can bring it. Well, that's right. And we haven't had the news from Hollywood in a while because my superstar uh, son is uh, just too involved in life. And of course, my superstar granddaughter had a show last week. How did she do? Oh, she did amazingly well. She's such a little performer, a little ham up there. And mm. she sang her elementary school's fight song. And I've, been, I've had it in my head since then. The, oh. the Overland fight song is, is quite catchy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't, you didn't send me a video. I know, I know. When you come out, I'll show you the whole thing. Okay, all right. I don't have to settle for that. Um, so tell me, Cardi, offset, on again, off again, it's over? Oh, this is kaput, man. It, it, seems, it seems like it's, you know, really, really over this time. They go up and down, and there's been allegations of infidelity in the past that, you know, they're so passionate with each other that they get back together. But she unloaded on him in this video rant. It was during a sort of Instagram live, which she eventually ends up taking down. But, you know, someone captured it, and you can hear her just the hurt in her voice. She's saying things like he's so ungrateful. She was with him through difficult times and he is uh, never really thanked her for it. And part of this seems to stem from the fact that he just turned 32 and he was off celebrating his birthday in Miami without Cardi. Mm. And uh, she doesn't seem to take too kindly to it. And, and she does seem done. She seems more done than ever. Now I will, I will say never say never though, because they're a passionate couple, and when there's a lot of passion, uh, sometimes that turns back into love, but it, it is on the rocks. Yeah, it didn't look good. I saw a little clip from, from that. Uh, you know, I, 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 she looks different every time I see a video. Like, sometimes she's bigger than other times, and sometimes she's, you know, she's always got different color hair. She's like uh, the never-changing superstar. Well, you know, she's incredible. She's so authentic. We love Cardi around here because she's 100% sort of who she is. She's, she's very raw and very real, and I think that's what uh, endears her to the public in a, lot of, in a lot of ways. She says silly things. She, says, she shows you when she's hurt. She shows you when she's angry, and people feel like they get a real window into a very, very big celebrity. Offset, her husband, is nothing like this. He's sort of cool as a cucumber always in public, and you never really know what's going on behind the scenes, but Cardi lets you know, <laughs> and, yeah. and she wears her emotions on her sleeve and she's got that Bronx energy which I always love. Mm -hmm. How many children do they have together too, right? 
They've got two little ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's the, and that's you know the they're very part. cute parents, and there's always it's very they're very young those children too, and this is very volatile. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I my heart goes out to them. She's going through it right now, and hopefully things steady at least for the family. Yeah. What happened? Here we go. Ye's off his medication again, and just ranting about Hitler and himself, and and what is you know what's going to come of this? I mean, he's lost just about his entire fortune, and he's still at oh, well, it. Well, you know, to, yes and no. You know, to me, the tether to reality is always very thin <laughs> with with um, Kanye, and he's on one of his episodes where he seems to be ranting and raving, talking about Hitler again. Um, he has sort of a persecution complex. I think he's comparing himself to Jesus mm-hmm. and Hitler, who I guess he feels were both uh, unfairly targeted by by Jewish people. I don't really know the thread of what he's talking about, but I do know he's kind of becoming mainstream again. He's got an album that is set to come out, and people have... The world's kind of changed. I mean, the tolerance for these kind of remarks is different now than when he first made them, and if anything, they've become more tolerated in a very strange way. We've seen what happened with the the Ivy League professors or the Ivy League presidents uh, in, in, in Congress, and so maybe his views are a little bit more tolerated, and it's pretty gross to me that he could have a number one album. i got to be honest. I, I, I would think he'd be a fringe person at this point, kind of like a David Duke-like character, and it doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and, you know, listen, both of your alma maters are up to their neck in in just disgusting behaviors and tolerating it, even at the level of, of, of presidents. I mean, this Claudine Gay, uh, she's a plagiarist. It's deeply disappointing. Yeah. That's my alma mater. And uh, yeah. to say that uh, she had a responsibility to be a moral authority on this, this question uh, is an understatement. I know the student body is behaving in a certain way, and her capitulation to those, you know, those sentiments on campus, rather than sort of standing bravely and saying this is absolutely unacceptable on campus, I thought was a real miss. And yeah. I was deeply disappointed by that whole episode. Yeah, so were some of the big donors, which is really where the rubber will meet the road. What, but, you know, one of the other thing about Kanye is he's such a, he's always trying to take credit for everybody else's success, whether it's Kim Kardashian, now it's Nicki Minaj. What, yeah, really? you know, look, we forget, he, he was a megastar rapper. He is a huge deal, and he's saying, uh, hey, Nicki, I want to clear this song for our upcoming album. You did a verse for me, and Nicki Minaj is not playing ball. She's saying, hey, look, I'm promoting my own album, uh, Pink Friday 2. I don't want to compete against myself. Mm. and have your track out there and lose sales on my album. I, I thought she could have said, I don't want to participate with you and collaborate with you because of the things you've said. Mm-hmm. But she's just saying as a business matter, I don't want to compete with myself. Well, yeah. Listen, she's entitled to say whatever she wants. It's still, you know, he did not make her. <laughs> I mean, I, It's absurd. It's absurd yeah. for him to say these things. I mean, he probably did help her career in some small way, but he's such a narcissist. And he's so far off the reservation mentally these days that it's it's hard to take anything he says seriously, even if there is a kernel of truth to the, the thought. Right. Well, and Michael G. B. Jordan, what's going on there? I think this is bad news for him. You know, there was a, a story that he was uh, got into a little fender bender, not a little fender bender, like his car, his Ferrari, crashed into a Kia that was parked on the side of Sunset Boulevard, which is an extremely busy street. Now, there were no drugs or alcohol involved, according to our law enforcement sources at the time, but now we've seen video of what happened, mm-hmm. and it looked like he was drag racing, like, like he was mm-hmm. racing another car down the road, and he lost control of his purple Ferrari and veered off to the side, and thank goodness... No one was hit, but I can no. tell you, Sunset Boulevard is is the heart of this city. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a very even at all times of night populated area, 
And but for the grace of God, no one was injured by this, but it's irresponsible. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, we'll have to see where this goes. These, these are crimes as well. You can't drag race in, in streets, especially in, in Los Angeles. It's a serious uh, thing we take around here because it's dangerous. You can poop in the streets, but you can't drag race. <laughs> I, I, I just want well, to make that clear. That. That's the other city. That's where your daughter lives, not our city. I don't know. Your city cleans itself really well when the you know when you got communists visiting, but it's not so much for the people who live there. One final question: Are you the one who bought the original mechanical animatronic head from ET? Oh my for God, me, for I my wish. Christmas. How cool is that? $635,000 was shelled out for the original head by the special effects artist, Carlo Rambaldi. It's iconic, although yes. when you look at it, man, this thing looks like it's been through the wood chipper. It's so <laughs> old. You know, yes. that thing is 40 years old, and it some is. of the foam latex has given way, but it's still, you can still see E.T.'s eyes, and it was a true feat because you watch that movie, and it stands up even today. It, the special effects were awesome. Yeah, have you let your kids watch it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of scary, actually. There's a scene when the government comes in, and yeah. that'll freak out a little kid. I don't know if Carter was ready for it, but he's seen it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be out there real soon, so uh, if, if we speak again on the air, we'll actually be sitting side by side. How about that? That sounds great. See you soon, everyone. All right. Take care. All right. Well, that uh, does it for this show this week. This has been a long, brutal week. i have not been feeling that well. I had a lot of speaking engagements and just uh, just tired. And I got a weekend ahead of me that's going to offer me not a moment's rest. So you all keep me in your thoughts and prayers. That's, uh, that's all I can ask, right? And, and my plan is to be back here on Monday at three o'clock if it be his will and he delays his coming. Because It's the end of the year, and I got a lot more I got to say before we wrap this year up. As a matter of fact, I think for Christmas, I'll be doing the usual, you know, best of and worst of the years. And believe me, the lists have grown so long. I've been writing them down. I may have to do a show for Christmas and New Year's about all of the best of and, and celebrity deaths. I had no idea so many people passed in 2023. But anyway, that's always uh, kind of my my idea of how you wrap up any given year. So I thank you for your time this time. Until next time, my plan is to be back here on Monday at 3 p.m. If it be his will and he delays his coming, what lies behind us and what lies ahead of us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So wherever you are, just be yourself. Everybody else is taken. And if you're the person who bought the ET head, that would really be a great gift for me. Thank you. God bless you. God bless the USA. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast has been brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com.